Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I'm, I'm of both because yours is rewarding the best team. Which ultimately is how things it's should really be. It's how it should be. Not, not black hat over here wants chaos. <laughs> yes, yes, right. always. I'm a chaos merchant. You, yes, you, you, are, so you are absolutely a chaos merchant. merchant. That is, by the way, I think you just came up with your own nickname, yeah. the merchant yes. of chaos. Yes. If we put like a handlebar mustache on him, he literally would be like the, you know, the villain in the, the old yeah. Dudley Do-Right cartoon. You do a top hat Right, exactly. Just, a, just like a little, yeah, just like, a, that's that's you. You, you, are, you are the human embodiment in me. I do love mayhem. I do love mayhem. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. All right, welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. I am Jay Croucher. I'm the merchant of chaos. I also got a haircut. Thanks for noticing, Matthew Berry, Lawrence <laughs> Jackson. That's fine. It's 5 p.m. somewhere, 12 p.m. on Peacock, Matthew Berry. On a Tuesday, and I couldn't come up with it in the moment. I like that you've embraced the merchant of chaos. We need to get you a black hat, you know, like, I mean, because in the old Indian cowboy movies, there would, the bad guy always wore a black hat. Sure. So that's what you are. You are the black hat. You are the merchant of chaos. What you are is, and I couldn't, you saw the clip there at the top of the show, I couldn't come up with a name in the moment, because yeah. back when I was a kid, I used to watch all those Dudley Do-Right, the, the yeah. Jay Wright cartoons, mm. like, uh, um, uh, and, uh, you know, um, uh, Mr. 90s? Peabody, yeah. Mr. Peabody and Sherman, like, I they were like, a, right? Yeah. So, um, anyway, the villain in all those cartoons was Snidely Whiplash. And that is Snidely Whiplash. That looks like me. That is you, a little bit. Throw a black <laughs> hat on you, bit. give you a handlebar mustache, and uh, tell me that's not Jay Croucher, yeah. Lawrence Jackson. He, he got to get the hat for tomorrow, man, and the rest of the week, I mean, just, man. You got to represent. That's you. Look, look how evil he looks. Look how, how much glee he takes in being evil. That's the point. He, it's he the smile. It. Like he... I mean, it literally is. Honestly, seriously. If face, we could, face to face if we could right put there. in a... Just do a little handlebar mustache there. Shocking, Try shocking to, content. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm not great at growing mustaches, but outside of that, yeah. Well, w- once you hit puberty, you're going to be able to. <laughs> Snidely with When did you grow up, Matthew? Because it was, it's like 1997. <laughs> Sounds very close. Um, that is, I believe the Jay Wright cartoons are like from the 50s, but they're, they're, um, they're truly brilliant. I, I believe it or not, they're actually like George of the Jungle is probably the most famous. You guys know. Yeah. You guys have all heard of George of the yes, Jungle, right? Sure. You know. Anyway, yeah. so. He was George of the Jungle. He was uh, uh, Dudley Do Right, um, uh, Mr. Peabody and Sherman, uh, there, and there's there's some others that I'm I'm forgetting as well, just in the moment here. But okay. anyway, for the love we digress. Of God, let's get to Roto World headlines. I'm gonna look that up while you do that. I'm looking up some other Jay Wright <laughs> cartoons. Highly recommended on YouTube and stuff like that. They're they're just fun. All right. They're just fun. The Jay Wright cartoons. From the darkness of Snidely Whitlash, Whitlash. Let's go to some light, which is uh, Damar Hamlin, who's been released. From hospital in Cincinnati, he's back in Buffalo. Uh, he's said that he's grateful the awesome care received at UCMC. Happy to be back in Buffalo. The docs and nurses at Buffalo General have already made me feel at home. Just an incredible story, obviously. Just amazing to see him live tweeting through yeah, the Bills yeah, game. Yeah. I think that when we think about you know, the 2022 NFL season, I think the first memory everyone's going to have is that Naheem Hines running back, the opening kickoff. Um, just an incredible story all around. Um, and yeah, and hoping that DeMar continues making his recovery. Um, let's talk about the Arizona Cardinals, who just fired Cliff Ooh, Kingsbury. Matthew? Before we get there. Yeah. Schneidly Whiplash. Jay Wright. 
is the head coach, or the former head coach of the Wildcats. Yeah. Jay Ward is what I was thinking of. <laughs> I was trying Jay Ward. I don't know why. Jay Ward. Whatever. It's early on a Tuesday. Like, I'm going to be drunk. It's midday. It's I, like, literally midday. What do, you want, what, do you, what do you want from me? I played for TCU last night. I, I still have my bell rung. Yeah, what do you want from me? Who was you? You were on the defense? Yeah, pretty much. That was You saw the back of me running after guys all night long. Um, what a beatdown that was! Uh, all right, so uh, Jay Ward, the Jay Ward cartoons. I just I, anyway, I just wanted to like Rocky and Bullwinkle. That was yeah, the other yeah. big one for Jay Ward. Sure. Rocky and Bullwinkle, yeah. George a, the Jungle, Dudley right Do Right. Okay, there you go. All right, so I'm not crazy. Okay. Anyway, now all right now. <laughs> so now we can talk about Cliff Kingsbury. Thank God. And yeah. by the way, and great news for Demar Hamlin. Maybe. I, well, you know, someone should send some Jay Ward cartoons for Demar Hamlin. I think, I think he'll enjoy that. Right he's got time. Society. He's got stuff to. He's you know, he, on his road to recovery, he's going to need stuff to entertainment. We expect to see him back sooner or later. Great news on him. Anyway, yes. I just well, anyway, I think that's important. Not as good news on Cliff Kingsbury uh, for Cliff Kingsbury, I guess. Lawrence, although is this getting paid through twenty twenty seven? So that contract worked out. I'm well, about to it? say you, you know don't that, have to move you, out of the you, house. You, exactly. <laughs> I just so I'm about to mention that famous picture where he just chilling, looking at his little screen right there. He he can make a bunch more pictures like that for years to come, even after he stopped getting paid. Um, yeah, man, it it just didn't work out here. Uh, finished 28-37-1 in his four seasons. There, it, it was supposed to be a match made in heaven. Him coming to the NFL with his pass-happy offense, you get rid of Josh Rosen, get Kyler Murray. But during the end of this, you know, partnership or relationship or whatever, you know, they was kind of beefing a little bit, him and Kyler. You saw it on the sidelines. You saw it, you know, in the, in the middle of the game, how they was communicating. So... You know, uh, it had to be a bad situation to where they still going to pay him to live in that beautiful looking house right there. That's actually Matthew Berry in his uh, Connecticut home. Um, yeah, I'm not sure why we're running that in the Cliff Kingsbury segment, but um, <laughs> that's fun. Not nice pants and so, shoes right there. What a disaster in Arizona. Ten months ago, they signed him to an extension through 2027. This is a weird one to me. I'll tell you why. This is a weird one to me. Um, because you signed this guy to an extension, like, and I don't know that... Whether you're a Kingsbury fan or not, mm-hmm. I don't think you can hold this year against him. Uh, he was sure. without he was without DeAndre Hopkins for six weeks. As soon as he gets Hopkins back, Marquise Brown gets hurt. Zach Ertz he didn't have for the full year yeah. as well. Kyler Murray tears, tears. I mean, there were issues before Kyler Murray tore his ACL. No. But, I mean, just like they had a ton of injuries that Rondell Moore didn't start the season healthy either. Like, I, I just, if you believed in Kif- Cliff Kingsbury 10 months ago, I don't understand why all of a sudden, in a season in which, yes, a lot of things went wrong, but why you guys would do that. And honestly, some of the stuff that happened in the offseason around the, the Arizona Cardinals, you know, like the, the Kyler Murray studying clause oh, that was man. in the contract. That was, was the that, start of it right was, there. Right, but that's, a, like, that's, that's the general manager. That, that's not yeah. Kingsbury who threw that out there. Like, why even put that in the contract? Yeah. You signed the guy to a, like a quarter of a billion dollar contract. Like, he's your franchise guy. Like, what, you're just doing that to embarrass the kid, right? And whether it's true or not, whether he needs <laughs> to study funny. more or not, who knows? <laughs> but, like, you, you, you committed a ton of money to him. So, like, you're all in on Kyler Murray. Like, don't make him look bad. Uh, now, Matthew, did your NBC contract, does it have a homework clause? Well, obviously. What you got to study. Huh? What you got to study. I don't know. I haven't read the contract. I mean, <laughs> we'll listen, I'm like, I violate it every single day. Yeah. Um, uh, look, I just, my other thing is, is that, and so Kime steps away as well, and so obviously they don't, they have, a, they have an issue with, um, with Kime. I don't know whether he, I don't want to speculate there. I have some thoughts on, on what that is, but I, I won't speculate. I'll just merely say that. Was he forced out? Was he, you know, is this, who knows yeah. what's going on there? But they're starting from scratch, and this is a weird one, right? Because there are a lot of fantasy relevant players on the Arizona Cardinals, and whoever becomes the head coach of this team, uh, this is going to be really interesting because, for his, yes, the offense was bad this year, but there were certain things that we, we, we knew that when they got in close, they would run. James Connors, right. like, James Connors rushing attempts inside the goal, you know, Within the in the ten yard line over the last two years have been astronomical, and just the Cardinals as a running back. I mean, Kenyon Drake three years ago, right? So, um, so it, it affects obviously uh, James Conner. What kind of offense are they going to run? Like we knew that 
Hopkins was getting a ton of targets. We knew they liked the slot. We knew that Rondell Moore and Zach Ertz were viable when they were out there. We talked about Greg Dorch, his emergence. So what a new coach comes in and does, what kind of offensive system. I think this is one of the big fantasy storylines for this offseason because there are so many fantasy-relevant players on the Arizona Cardinals. Some coaches might like to run run with two running backs. Yeah. So no matter how good James Conner is near the goal line, you know, in between the 20s, they might like another guy. So it'll definitely be a big storyline in the offseason. Yeah. Our, uh, our friends over at Pro Football Talk reporting that the Saints expect to hear from the Cardinals about Sean Payton. Of course, the Saints still control Sean Payton's rights. So any team that would like to interview Sean Payton would need to contact New Orleans and say, hey, we would like permission. Cardinals are expecting to hear. I'm sorry, the Saints are expecting to hear from Arizona hey, we'd like to talk to Sean Payton. That has not happened yet. And obviously, if he gets hired, Sean Payton gets hired anywhere, a team would have to figure out compensation to the Saints to acquire the services of Sean Payton. That offense under Sean Payton would be pretty interesting, fantasy-wise. You guys know who the two favorites for Coach of the Year were about 13 months ago? It was uh, Cliff Kingsbury and Frank Reich. And uh, wow. neither of them are employed. And, and we wouldn't have scoffed at anymore. that either. We would yeah. have been like, oh, that's, that's legit. Collins had the one seed. Like, deep into the second half of last season, they were three and a half point underdogs in the wild card round to the team, the Rams, so it ended up winning the Super Bowl. It uh, changes quickly. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, again, like, they just had so many injuries. I, I'm not a big Kingsbury fan or defender, but I, it does seem weird to me that the guy that you gave a huge extension yeah. to less than a year ago, you're suddenly out on after this year. Like, to me, this year isn't an indication on Kingsbury. Like, if you were already in on him, I don't know the... Anyway, whatever. Yep. What are you do? All right, let's look at some uh, playoff fantasy football. Uh, let's talk about the playoff picture as well. Uh, to- so... Yeah, go ahead. No, you go. I was just going to say, I was going to make a joke about the Cliff Kingsbury not featuring the playoffs, but it was was a 4 out of 10 joke, so we can move past it. Fair enough. Exactly. Our bar is 5 out of 10, Lawrence, (laughs) just so you know. If you've got got a joke that's less than 5 out of 10, keep it to yourself. But, like, middle of the pack, we're good. Just you bring that on in. Uh, I was just going to say, so, playoff fantasy football is here. Uh, There is as many different formats as there is during the regular season. There's even more. Uh, during the playoffs, no one has ever truly figured out the format to go into. There are a lot of different formats. There are best ball tournaments. Underdog is one of the places where you can where you can play those. There are, um, you know, and you know, full disclosure, I have a small equity stake in Underdog. Um, but uh, you know, there's the FFPC. There's the the NFFC. There's obviously home leagues as well. There's a there's a lot of different areas where you can play playoff fantasy football where, in essence, sometimes you, you draft at the beginning of the playoffs and you stop. Yeah. Others that you get to replace their players week in, week out. What we decided to do for the purposes of this show is we're going to do a couple of different things here. But we created a format for ourselves that we think is most applicable to every person out there. And more importantly, it's the one that anyone could do. Yep. So if you, as long as you have a couple of friends... We cannot provide the friends for you, although Lawrence yeah, is available yeah, for, yeah, a yeah, no. for a fee. For a fee. For a fee. Big one. Big, yeah, exactly. Big <laughs> Lawrence is not cheap, um, but he is a friend for hire. Uh, make no mistake. Um, but what I would say is is that the format we're going to come up with, all you need is some friends and like an Excel spreadsheet. Yep. And also, you don't have to draft, you don't have to set that time aside, you just pick a team. So what we have gone with is you pick a 16 player roster. You have to have one player from all 14 playoff teams. Uh, and then you can choose two players from two teams. No roster adjustments. It's just the most total points at the end of the playoffs wins. If your team gets knocked out, that's part of the game. And normal PPR scoring which is the way that you should do it. So we'll get to our teams in a second. But I think the way to think about fantasy playoffs... It's not so much about, oh, yeah, Justin Jefferson's really good at football. Right. It's thinking about the teams, how many games that they're going to play. And so this is largely shaped by which teams will progress to the Super Bowl. Uh, so let's take a look at the Super Bowl odds to reach the Super Bowl provided by our friends at BetMGM. And so I think the sweet spot in terms of teams that you're looking for seems like the Bills and the 49ers, who are not, they don't have the buy, so they play this week, but they're also a very good chance to reach the Super Bowl Lawrence, is there a team, these odds, that you like to reach the Super Bowl? Yeah, so, I mean, I- I'm going to go below number three, like a l- couple more long shots. Like, I like I like uh, Tampa Bay at home. We've seen how Dallas has played recently. If you could get two games out of the Buccaneers, a player like Chris Godwin, he'll be valuable to you. Maybe Mike, uh, 
Mike Evans, you know, he's back to he's maybe he's back to form. You get two games out of those guys, Travis Etienne, a player like that. Uh, obviously, players on the Bengals. So I, I, I like those players there. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's there's there's a couple of tiers, right? Like you and I, Jay, both uh, both in terms of what we've said publicly, and both in terms of our wallet, because yeah. you and I spent <laughs> you and I spent some time at the, bet the terminals. M- you and I spent some time at the BetMGM terminals making some uh, some some Super Bowl bets on the Chiefs to win. So we both like Kansas City. I think right, you've got Kansas City and, and the Eagles at home field, but right, the Bills and the Niners are both really good teams that have a chance to make the Super Bowl. With one extra game, I would put the Bengals in that mix as well. To me, those five yes. are the are the, the teams you want to focus on the most. And right, Bills, Bengals, Niners are really interesting to me, especially because they'll all three have legit Super Bowl chances, and they'll have the extra game. The rest of them, there, you sort of you sort of go through that. There, I, you know, I do I, super weird, like. I mean, I guess if Tua plays, maybe, but it's weird that the Seahawks have worse odds than the Dolphins to make the playoffs. Yeah, I actually no. I mean, the Seahawks are bad, but so are the Dolphins. I, I mean, like, and the I mean, the Giants have worse odds. Yeah, like I disagree I, with that. I think it's yeah. more likely the Seahawks beat the 49ers than it is the Dolphins beat the Bills. To be honest, because at least you're going up against Brock Purdy. Who knows what you can get Fair. Uh, in the first game? But yeah, I with, think with Tua. Well, let's say we'll talk about that. If yeah, that, 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 yeah, that's, in a minute. That, so, yeah, I mean, it might be Skylar Thompson or yeah, uh, Teddy yeah. Bridgewater for the Dolphins. We'll right. talk about that. But anyway, I think. But Jay, just to sort of bring it full circle, your point is correct, which is that when you're filling out your lineup, whether it is our format or any other format, in essence, the first thing you need to do is like, okay, how do I think the playoffs play out? Because it's really about maximizing games. Because right. two games, to your point, Lawrence, two games from a so-so guy. Like, we all, we all love Tyreek Hill. But right. if you think you can get two games out of Mike exactly. Evans or Chris Godwins, that is, easy, might be better choice. than one game out of Tyreek Hill, who we don't think is going to have – we don't think the Dolphins are going to beat the Bills, right? You yep. know, better than one game out of DK Metcalf or yeah. Tyler Lockett, for example. Yep. I think the, the three teams who are most likely to play three games are the Chiefs, the Eagles, and the Niners. And that's just because the Bills and Bengals, they play each other in round two, almost certainly, if we assume that they both win their games. So it's right. not certainly, but that is the likely matchup. You, you're gonna and that might to... be at a neutral site, right? Or no, that wouldn't be until the uh, championship no, game. No, it's just going to be the championship game. That, that would be, be in Buffalo. Buffalo. Yep. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. You're going to have to play some players that only play one game. Yeah, of course. So, you know... You get a guy like possibly Saquon Barkley like that. Yes. So you like you look at the guy like who's gonna play one game, but who could have a big game in that one game. Yep. A thousand percent. A lot of times you're choosing and from our format, I guess we'll get into this at some point. We can go through the rankings here, but um, uh, the idea is is that you want to, you know, you're sort of you sit through and go, okay, here's who I think has the chance at the majority of games, and then you're sort of filling out like right. Who's got the best chance at um, at, at at having big games and, and even if they play only one game, ultimately, uh, hopefully you're picking guys that have big games multiple times. Yep. So let's right. jump into quarterback rankings. We can talk about some of those guys expected to have big games. Now, I think two these things. These are my ra- these are my rankings, so you and Lawrence can feel free to just you know rip yeah, them Yeah, that's yep. fine. Uh, yep. I or ride my coattails. Two things to bring up here quickly is that Lamar Jackson, there's no update on his practice status. I think he's up in the air, probably will play, but we're not sure. And then Mike McDaniel said Tua is not yet cleared for football activities. So that is just something to be mindful That is why you don't see Lamar Jackson or Tua Tungavailoa on either of these rankings. I think if I knew as of this taping, hey, they're definitely playing. I think Lamar Jackson comes in, honestly, I think he comes in at six. I, just ahead of Dak Prescott. Sure. I know that sounds insane that I would have Brock Purdy ranked, but to your point, I think Brock Purdy plays 30 ga- three games. Yep. I think Lamar Jackson plays one. Yep. I think the Bengals easily win this game this weekend against the Ravens, which you'll be able to see on Sunday Night Football right here on NBC and Peacock. I'm a company man. Uh, so that's where he would be, and I think I would have Tua even lower, You know, probably just ahead of Kirk Cousins. I'd have him at yeah. 10, because I think he play, he'd play one game against a tough matchup on the road at Buffalo as well. So that's where I would rank those guys. Yep. Okay, let's get into Jalen Hurts, uh, who is one of the more, I guess he is kind of mercurial because we don't know what his health will be like. And here's Jalen Hurts talking about playing Hurt against the Giants. 
pushing myself to, to be available, you know, and it wasn't an easy thing. It, it wasn't easy. It's, it's still not easy. Um, but we're, we're, uh, we're here. We're thankful, and um, we're looking forward to what's to come. Not really close to 100%, but you think maybe with a couple more weeks, you can get close. Good enough to win today. Uh, by the way, that that necklace that he was wearing, pretty ridiculous necklace. Bling, bling. No, I was going to say, Pat Crane, if Pat Crane does not show up on our show <laughs> wearing that next time, I'll be massively disappointed. He could get, he could get about 10 of those. And that's right what now. I'm saying. <laughs> he could get about 10 that's of those. That's what I'm saying, right? He's got to. He should he should bling out, right? He yeah, should, he should about ice using up. His he he got he got to get the grill too, the little diamond grill in there. Yeah, that's too scary. <laughs> yeah. We need to. I, hey, Pete. I'm just talking to my producer, Pete, for a second. Uh, he uh, he's yours too, but he's more <laughs> mine. Um, hey, Pete, can we send Lawrence to Pat's house? Just have have Lawrence. You know, um, we do like a. Like a, yeah, like no, it's a, a fantasy guy for the you know for the newly rich guy, yeah. you know, like like you know how they used to do queer eye for the straight guy, yeah. like they would do makeovers. Sure. That's what I want. I want I want Lawrence to up. Oh, his, well, up if, I, if I if I had to do that, he got to hook me up one of them chains too. Then. Oh yeah, yeah, done. That's easy. Yeah. Uh, well, just, that's in, that's in our like, budget. We can uh, <laughs> we can tee that up. All right, Jalen Hurts. I think that most likely Hurts will be fine. I think with an extra week off, I think he'll be better for the run. Having played the Giants, knocked off some of the rust. His first week matchup is probably not going to be too scary. It's going to be Seahawks, Giants, at worst probably the Cowboys or Bucks. I think he'll be fine. He did not look good uh, against the Giants. Made a few throws, but 20 of 35. No touchdowns. Bad pick as well in the red zone. But knocking some rust off, I think it's going to be that positive that he played. I I do too. Obviously a really good offensive line. uh, Dual threat ability with both the legs and the arm. I I agree with you. The path to play... like. He's not going to have to play a tough team until, in theory, the Niners in the in the uh, in the championship game. So and we do be like in Philly, yeah, and and that game will be in Philly. So we like Jalen Hurts quite a bit. Yep. Let's uh, let's talk about Brock Purdy, Lawrence, who uh, might shock some people that he came at number five on your rankings, but he just keeps throwing multiple touchdowns every single yeah. game. Yeah, and, and look, I, you know, there's some talk about like if Jimmy G's available for the NFC Championship, will he should be the starter? Think about what you're saying there. If they're in the NFC Championship, that doesn't even make sense. Because if you're in the NFC Championship, Brock Purdy was your quarterback. Brock right? Purdy would have, at that point, Brock Purdy would have gone eight zero. Yeah. You're taking Bingo. a guy who's eight zero for a guy that hasn't played in two months in the biggest game of the season. Yeah. Like, I, ain't no way. And it's not like Jimmy J's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, like he's good exactly. and he's probably better than Brock Purdy. But he's like an older, more yeah. experienced Brock <laughs> Purdy. Yeah, speaking no, of that, if, if that's what he the, is. Yeah, if this was the situation and Patrick Mahomes was the guy coming back, yeah. it'd be no question. Right. It don't matter how many touchdowns, eight, you know, none of that. But it ain't Patrick Mahomes. So if you're in the NFC Championship and you know you got him at five for good reason, he has a great potential to be playing in three games, two at the least, you know? And, and, by the way, it's not like it's just like he's showing up. Like, look at that. I mean, like, solid numbers, including almost 20 fantasy points this past weekend against the Cardinals. The numbers are going up. Since he debuted, Lawrence, in, uh, since he debuted in Week 13, he's the 10th best quarterback in fantasy football. He's had multiple touchdown passes in all six games. Uh, like, you're not scared about any of these matchups. Again, you throw a five-yard dump off to Christian McCaffrey and he takes it to the yeah, house, yeah. that counts as a touchdown yeah, get pass. Yeah, how you live. <laughs> right, I mean, like, seriously, there's clearly a connection between him and Kittle. Kittle sort of, his season is, has really risen up, not only with the, because of Brock Purdy, but, you know, the injury to Debo Samuel has opened up a lot of targets and him taking sort of the middle of the field. But Ayuk's had some nice games. Like, really good weapons, really good offensive line, really good defense that's going to get them the ball in good field position. Kyle Shanahan is the no-brainer coach of the year. He has schemed up ways to protect against what Brock Purdy does not know how to do and allow him the ability to do to execute, you know, a simplified offense, and he is. Yep. I think the scary thing as well is that all the game long, that looks great. I think it's just going to get better as well yeah. because he hasn't been playing with Debo Samuel, who might be, along with McCaffrey, the best weapon on that offense. Yeah. To have Debo, Ayuk, CMC, George Kittle, and, oh, by the way, Trent Williams spearheading your offensive line, 
And also, he's played six games in the NFL, each game with more experience. Yeah. He should get People better. People can't forget that that fact. Six games we're talking right here. Yeah. Damn how good the team is. The fact that he's a seventh-round rookie doing what he's doing, like, you got to get props regardless. Yeah. Like, there's a chance we see Brock Purdy in the Super Bowl this year. That's Which wild. would be the craziest thing That's of all wild. time. Yeah. But there's a, there's a legitimate chance of that. We could see Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy in the Super Bowl and favored as well to win. <laughs> <laughs> if as long as he avoids the Chiefs and the Bills, could they'll be favored imagine? over the Bengals. It'd be unbelievable. Just could quickly on Lamar. By the way, what, what would happen if just, I mean, just, you know, the way it works out. What if at some point, I guess this could happen, like that the Buccaneers could play. Because, I mean, that was Brock, Brock Purdy's, you know, coming out party, yeah, right? Yeah. Is that he defeated Tom Brady. Yeah, beat him again. And he beat him again. Like, <laughs> could you imagine in the playoffs? Yeah. Like, Let's go through, His yeah. boyhood hero? Yeah. Like, anyway. Geno Smith, Crazy Brock Purdy, round one of the playoffs. Unbelievable. Let's talk about Lamar Jackson and Tua just quickly again. Like, the gambling lines in these two games are very strange because okay. they're not really... They're not really real lines. Because the line Bengals-Ravens is not going to be Bengals minus six and a half at close, which is what it is now. I think if Lamar plays, it probably goes to more like five. If he doesn't play, then it starts to get a bit, bit weird for NBC. Yeah. But, would you, but would you, as a betting man, would you, in that theory, say, like, I'm going to take, wait, so six and a half, you it's said? Six and a half right yeah, now. Would you take the, right now, I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to go to BetMGM. I'm going to use the promo code Barry. Yeah, uh, I'm going to put down a thousand bucks because it's my first bet and it's risk-free. Yeah. So, and I'm going to put a thousand bucks on uh, six, the Ravens plus six and a half with the idea that Lamar comes back and this is a closer game. Would you do something like that? Yeah. Not I necessarily don't. bet the thousand dollars. I bet responsibly, yeah, yeah, everyone. Yeah, no, <laughs> better risk-free. Better risk-free. Yeah. I think that that is a good bet because I think it's more likely Lamar plays than he doesn't. I think that you've got to sift through the reporting, but my best guess would be that he does play and that the line closes more like five, maybe even four and a half. If he doesn't, if it's Tyler Huntley, then you look at more like eight and a half. And yeah. if it's Anthony Brown, then you're talking double digits pretty easily. Well, if and it's die, Anthony and Brown, they ain't going to have no... You, after that last game, it's going to be tough to even make a line. Exactly. Right. And then... Tua is even more of a messy situation, I think. I mean, it seems like he might be trying to call his own number and wants to play in the game. I don't really know. You've got to look through the reporting as well. But right now, the line is, is Bills minus 10.5. I'd say if Tua plays, it's probably going to go to more like 9, 9.5. If it's Teddy, it probably stays in this range. Then, again, Skylar Thompson right. slash Anthony Brown. Yeah, good luck. Uh, but the other thing with the Dolphins is that it's not just Tua. Like, Tyreek Hill can't move. It was right. uncomfortable. Yeah. He, he, he was battling that ankle injury. Uh, only two catches for 23 yards. Yep. And Jalen Waddles banged up. Armstead, Bradley Chubb, Zavian Howard. Like, the list goes on. They are really banged up. And, uh, yeah, fortunately, they have an easy game against the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. In, in January. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, so uh, so we'll see there yep. um, about, uh, about Tua. But, honestly, again, even if Tua is... You'd prefer Tua to Teddy Bridgewater or Skylar Thompson, but I don't know that we'd have high expectations. No. First game first game back, offensive weapons are beat up on the road at Buffalo. Yep. Tough matchup. Indeed. All right, let's jump in some running back rankings, headlined by the guy I suspect is going to be, at worst, the number two pick in fantasy next year behind Justin Jefferson, and that's Christian McCaffrey who is number one, and then familiar, <laughs> Jerry McKinnon at number three. Unbelievable. What a, what a surge. Well, you know he's going to score a touchdown. I mean, I Automatic just, touchdown. Look, he actually had a great run during the playoffs last year, and the fact is is that we think the Chiefs play three games. I, I've said I think the Chiefs make the Super Bowl, and so, you know, he's, he's the passing down back on a really good passing offense that's going to play three games. So he comes in at number three. It's pretty ugly. At running back there because you just you have guys that you just don't know how much yeah. they're going to play. Yeah. Tough matchups as well. I could probably get Pacheco higher, I suppose, given the fact. But then, but again, Pacheco really needs touchdowns to pay off. Like he doesn't, he's not involved yeah. in the passing game as well. It's a PPR format, and so in games that are close, right? Just how much work does he get? Uh, on the road to the Super Bowl if, yep. he, if he gets there. So, any uh, Lawrence, any of these rankings strike you as yeah, good uh, and or bad? You know, like I talked about before with the uh, quarterbacks, or when we were talking about the odds for the teams who made the Super Bowl, guys like Leonard Fournette and Travis Etienne could actually, if they could win their round one games, those both will be underdogs. Um, if they could win those round one games, they automatically provide you a value simply by playing that second game. Yeah, I like to look at that. Uh, bet to throw out a few guys that I like. Um, bet MGM are up with Super Bowl MVP. And uh, Miles Sanders is 250 to 1 
to win Super Bowl MVP. He's the starting running back on a team that loves to run the ball and is plus 170 to reach the Super Bowl. I don't think he's going to win Super Bowl MVP, but... 250 to 1 is a, a little bit big, I think. I would not make that bet. Yeah, that would be tough. <laughs> they didn't, they didn't give it to Damian Williams that year in the Chiefs won. Yeah, Traylon so Hurts is, is not Patrick Mahomes, but I, I take the point. He's he going to do something Patrick Mahomes like in that game. If they, if they win, if it'll be because he... Thank you. You know what I'm thank saying? You, it'll Lawrence. be because well, thank he... Thank you, Lawrence. This is, a, this is a quarterback. I mean, when was the They're going to force it to the quarterback. Right. When was the last running back that gets to say, I'm going to Disneyland? Yeah, it's been Disney a while. World, whatever. It's, huh? been, it's been a while. It's been a while. Not, not in recent memory that immediately comes to mind. I just By the way, the dumb, dumb, dumb story. A friend of mine who's an agent. I was talking to him last year, and we were like, "Oh, you're going to be at the at the Super Bowl." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, you know, we, maybe we should try to meet up." And I'm like, "What do you? Uh, maybe, well, I'm I'm here through the game. Should we try to meet up on Monday after the game?" And he's like, oh, "I can't. I'm I'm going to Disney World." I'm like, "How do you know you're going to Disney World on Monday?" He goes, "He says." I rep Stafford and Burrow. I'm going either way. <laughs> and then Cooper Cup. <laughs> exactly. Well, he ended up going because he went with Stafford, Cup, and uh, and Aaron Donald. Yeah. So I'm told the last running back winner of Super Bowl MVP was Terrell Davis in Super Bowl 32. So in recent memory. So uh, it's the it's the due factor with uh, I think Miles I was Sanders. 10 years old. 140 yards and two touchdowns. You might not have been born. Hey, I just I just think if they <laughs> if the Eagles win the Super Bowl. And the win the, they win the Super Bowl because they run so effectively. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is going to be part of that, and it's going to be hard. I mean, it's it's hard to see a scenario where uh, Miles Sanders has a Terrell Davis like Super Bowl and Jalen Hurts does nothing on the ground. Sure, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. It's like I, I would rather go Devontae Smith than Miles Sanders to be honest. Dude, like that boy be balling. I like that too, but he's not 250 to one. You just if what is he? Yeah, what are his odds? I think he's more like 100 to one. But oh. uh. I'm just saying that Miles Sanders is more than a one in 50 chance to win if the Eagles win the Super Bowl. And if that's if you agree with that, then 250 to one. I'll sprinkle. Is I believe in you, Miles Sanders, even if you don't believe in yourself in preseason as a fantasy guy, <laughs> and uh, even if these guys don't believe in Super Bowl MVP. Anyway, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to break down wide receivers and tight ends. Fantasy playoffs. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm I'm about to get on people's heads for not being able to understand what I said. And then there's videos of literally online with subtitles that explains what I said. People loved your Sunday night intro. Right. Lay it out there. What, what did you say last night? First swag, Kazakage, leader of the hidden village of the Dean. Basically, in anime terms or nerd terms, it means president for a certain village. So that's why I said then leader of the hidden village of the Dean. It's basically just a, my own version of Naruto. All right, that was national treasure, Jamal Williams. We are back in the hidden village of the den. Yeah, Matthew, what do you got? He's a, he's a closet nerd. Who knew? <laughs> he's a closet nerd with a, you know. He topped Detroit- Jair Alexander. He's pushed Jair Alexander into the background, beat him, knocked his team out of the playoffs, and now Jamal Williams is the best interview in in the NFL, not Jair. I, just 
open invitation for Jamal Williams to join our show at any get time. We can actually, I, I, yeah. I'm surprised he ain't that in guy fantasy should be in football. Yeah. I'm surprised as well. I think we get him he, to replace he, Matthew Barry on the show next year. I, I'm yeah. fine with that. Yeah. Get, I got news for you. You know what? what? I got three years left to my contract. <laughs> yeah. If you want to Kingsbury me, Kingsbury, yeah. I'm good with that. If you want, I, I, will, I will 100% lay in my big cat. Liam, Liam, you got to have one of them pictures too. I, I will. I'll, oh, you'll, I'll, I'll, be happy to, I'll, I'll be happy to get a picture like that. Actually. I got no issue sitting in my big house while NBC pays me and you guys sit here with Jamal Williams. That, act, that term's going to have a lot of legs. Gotten Kingsburyed? Yeah, Kingsburyed. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's very good. I would totally love to be Kingsburyed. Also, I, I, I said this before my last contract that I signed at ESPN. I was just like, I'm going full Hainsworth. <laughs> which, is, yeah. which is, you know, like you that's the, the greatest thing. Like, hey. He signed a $100 million yeah, deal with Washington <laughs> and then immediately just stunk. Just did yeah, not right. try yeah. for the next, like just, you know, like I got paid and I'm done. Oh, my man said, work hard. I, no, work exactly. You worked, you know. Exactly, exactly. Okay. So that's what I did in my last contract with ESPN. I went full Hainsworth. <laughs> now I'm here. Now I'm here at NBC. I, I grinded this year. Yeah. You know, kind of a prove it year. Yes. But I got three years left on my deal. So, yeah, yeah you want to get me out for Jamal Williams? I, I'll Kingsbury it. Okay. Let's yeah. talk about some guys who are not going full Hainsworth. Let's talk your wide receiver yes, rankings. Sir. Matthew. Uh, and it's headlined by the great Stefan Diggs, uh, who is likely to play. Well, certainly two games and likely three even, uh, and then followed by Jamar Chase and A.J. Brown. Yeah, I mean, I get obviously Chase and, Brown, Chase and Diggs are two of the best in the NFL. Each one has a chance at playing three games, a legit chance. A.J. Brown comes in at three. It's, look, since week 13, he's averaging over 110 receiving yards a game. That is best in the NFL, uh, but it's a run-heavy offense. You could make an argument for A.J. Brown at number one because there's a chance they play yes, sure. They play every game. They go all the way to the Super Bowl, and he's the unquestioned number one guy there. Justin Jefferson is sort of a bet on him having one monster game and potentially two. Yep. He may only need one to he justify may, against yeah. this Giants defense. He may only need the one game to uh, to put up 190 yards and two touchdowns, which he's not afraid to But do. as you start getting down in the list, you start seeing, like, there's, there's some, like, questions, right? I mean, again, like, 16-17, Kadarius Toney over Tyreek Hill. Like yeah. that's that's yeah. that's a tight one, right? But the fact is, is like we think Kadarius Tony plays three games. We think Tyreek Hill plays one at less than 100. percent Yep. And with a potential third string quarterback there, exactly. I, I would even I would even say Kadarius Tony, man, they making an effort to get this guy more involved each week. I would have him up there closer to like in that over the Gabe Davis range. I have him in there. Okay. Yep. Interesting. I think people might freak out about seeing Tyreek Hill there. One, he's banged up. Two, they're, the Dolphins are plus 425 on the money line to beat the Bills. That right. means there's more than an 80% chance that Tyreek Hill is only playing one game and he's doing it on a bum ankle. So right. Brilliant. On the road with a bat, with likely yeah. a bad quarterback against a very good defense. Yep. Yeah. How are you feeling about the Bucks, Lawrence? Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, who have... I mean, you throw out the Atlanta game, that wasn't a real game, but they really came right. to life against the Panthers. Yeah, again, and I'm going I'm to keep feeling like any any Bucks player, you know, more so Chris Godwin, if they could get that win against Dallas, which we've seen how Dallas has played recently, they the Bucks could very – Tom Brady could turn on playoff mode, and he, Chris Godwin has been his guy. So I think that will be the biggest value right here. Yep. Uh, look, I, I, I will tell you that – they're basically pick em games in terms of the lines. But I think, and could be dead wrong here, I think the Buccaneers beat the Cowboys. I think the Jaguars, my Swaguars, beat the Chargers. I think both, you on both, I think both Florida home teams win this weekend. Uh, and to your point, right, Tom Brady's Tom Brady. He's got a full compliment. There's a difference about playoff Tom Brady. The, the Cowboys looked terrible. That's a game they should have. Yeah. They played against a yeah. rookie quarterback in Sam Howell. A, a fifth-round rookie quarterback, maybe he went too low. But regardless, backups. They had backup running backs. They had a backup quarterback. And the Cowboys got dominated by my commanders. And, and you guys know I've said this on the show many times. Mike McCarthy, in my opinion, is the most overrated coach in NFL history. Uh, and uh, <laughs> he prove won. me wrong. Show me an he, example he, of why I'm wrong he, on that. He, 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 he that like he He's it. won one Super <laughs> He had Aaron Rodgers at his peak. He's now got Dak Prescott. Yeah, he's not very he good. Is, he is underperforming. Yeah. Like, if they lose this game, if Dallas loses this game, we're going to have to be talking about something with that. You know, I no, know not. Black. We're going to be talking about Sean Payton oh, moving Sean to Payton. Dallas. Oh, yeah. That's what we're talking <laughs> well, about. Well, you know, everybody wants Sean Payton, though. 
Right. Yeah. Um, I, he may want to go to Dallas. I don't know if he wants to go to Dallas. Anyway, what I will say here is, is that I just think that there's a chance. The Cowboys looked bad. I have no confidence in Mike McCarthy. I do have a lot of confidence in Tom Brady. The game. What is the line of the game? I think it's one point, right? No, it's it's two and a half for the moment. Two and a half. Yeah. Okay. Bucks two and a half point dogs. Yeah. yeah so more All right, value so, on the Cowboys. Yeah. Give me. Be look. I wouldn't be shocked if the, the Cowboys turn it on. The Cowboys obviously have a very good defense, and the Buccaneers have been inconsistent. But, but. All I'm going to say is, is that this is this is the Buccaneers are depending on how you feel about the Buccaneers or honestly how you feel about that game is a potential area for real you know value in these fantasy drafts in the playoffs because again if you think the Cowboys two games out of Ceedee Lamb yeah. pretty interesting right yeah. I mean yeah. right you know two games out of Tony Pollard pretty interesting yep. real, that'd be real good yeah. Everyone wants Sean Payton. Everyone also wants Travis Kelsey, who yes, is sir. unsurprisingly at the top of the tight end rankings. I would say the gap between Kelsey and, I mean, Kittle's really come on the past month with Purdy, but I'd say the gap between Kelsey and everyone else is probably bigger than the gap between the best player at his position and any other position in the league. Uh, Mark Andrews was expected to give him a run for his money preseason. He comes at number seven in your rankings, Matthew. Under 10 fantasy points in four of his last five games. We don't know who his quarterback is going to be. Yeah. You know, and by the way, we saw Isaiah Likely in the last game. Come on, does he suddenly get a little bit more run in this place? I just don't know what to make of the Ravens offense other than the fact that I think they lose to the Bengals. Yep. So whatever it is, it's sort of it's sort of one and done here. Dawson Knox has scored in four straight games. He's sort of interesting, but just given the fact is that like tight end is such a bad position to begin with. And then you think about the fact that Kelsey and Kittle both have the shot at playing, you know, uh, three games, maybe four games in Kittle's in Kittle's yep. case, right? There's a chance that Kittle plays four games. To me, those two guys are priorities in your draft and any sort of uh, you know, where you're picking lineups or you're picking one player per team because the disparity at the position and because they both play for teams that we think will go far in the playoffs. Yep. Lawrence, what do you think of Evan Engram who comes in at number nine? He's buying him against the Chargers. Yeah, if I want that value, yeah. We just talked about it. We feel like the Jags uh, could go out there and beat the Chargers. He came on strong at the, uh, the end of the season uh, here, had a career game in that same span. Uh, didn't He didn't have a great week 18, but, you know, they was just trying to win the game or whatever. But, again, guys like Evan Ingram, Travis Etienne, you get this win versus the Chargers, you could just breathe a sigh of relief because whatever points you get after that is just like you play the house money now. A thousand you know? percent. Yep. I mean, we'll talk about this more on Thursday. We're gonna, so we're not, we went out of a show tomorrow. We do have a show on Thursdays. We're going to preview the wild card weekend. Nothing about this Chargers team scares me at all. Justin Herbert? Nah. Justin Herbert's been say bad. This. Look, you guys turn it on. He's, he's, yeah. He has moments. Still got the same hair. I don't know. I still think Justin Herbert's <laughs> you, a little bit you, scary. You got he hasn't played yet. It hasn't really happened for him this year, but he, it's still he has. Herbert. He has not played well. He may not have Mike Williams. I, I mean, yeah. like the game's... Good job, it's a, West, even it's a West Coast team traveling east for a game in Jacksonville. It's that's a tough place to play. You got, Remember, yeah. that's a team that kicked the crap out of them. The Jaguars sure. kicked yeah. the sure. crap out of the Chargers. And yep. I think what is it, week two? Yep, week, week three. three. Week yep. three of the NFL season. Yep. No, that's going to be a fun one. That's the Sorry, closest one. No, no, you good. You got Everett and Ingram close to each other. Which, like, if the Chargers win, I would, you know, I wouldn't like Everett as much as I would have liked Ingram that next week. Is what I was going to say. Right. And I'll make an, I'll make this argument, Lawrence. I think there's a strong possibility that one game of Ingram is still better than two games of Everett. Yep. Yeah. Everett certainly, has been very, definitely, incons- very inconsistent, especially down the stretch. Yep. All right. We're going to go to break. When we come back, the very well dressed Denny Carter maybe rolled out of Hakkasan is going to join us <laughs> to talk about his fantasy playoff roster. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. There's a picture of me, Jay, and Lawrence from an earlier Fantasy Football Happy Hour show, but I really wish it had just been a picture of whatever Denny wore when he wrote this column. <laughs> If Denny had been at Hakkasan last night, he still would have worn like the the sweater, yeah. like the, the Mr. Rogers sweater thing, the, the the robe sweater combo that he likes to rock along with his coffee. Could you see him like at, at, there's bottle service and table and dances all around, and there's Denny like with his little coffee mug, yeah, yeah, you know, sipping watch, along, w- sipping watching, along to Steve Aoki, yeah, yeah, watching Steve Aoki go crazy, and there's like Denny just. I like I like the idea the then, and then Denny going crippling. to the bottle service waitress asking for a refill of the coffee you know the thought of a club waitress brewing coffee in the back is just it's just poor poor denny car but i just want to say this one time he didn't deserve this we love denny all right the only thing that gets talked on this show more than hakasan is the great denny carter himself he's here wearing a robe denny I'm sorry, you've copped so many strays over so the course of the season. We're just, when we don't have things to talk about, we just, oh, yeah. what can we say about Denny yeah, Carter and his robe poor, poor Denny, poor, That's poor okay. Denny. Look, look, I wore I wore what people call the robe on my Tuesday stream on the NFL and NBC YouTube channel, and I've come to accept it. You know what? If they want to call it a robe, you call it a robe. And and they, they tease me about it. I'm okay with it. I'm not mad at all, no matter what anyone says. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, two questions and two questions only, Denny. The first one is, have you ever actually been to Hakkasan or a Vegas nightclub of the ilk? Great place. I have not. Uh, and uh, I've never even heard that word before. So. All right. Well, that, that is a goal in the next year is to get you there, uh, to get you there. And, my, and then my second question is, is that um, over the past week, our colleague, Denny, you and I, our mutual colleague, Pat Corain, won $2 yeah. million dollars in a fantasy football contest. I was just curious what you have done over the past week. Wait, I, I thought I was coming on to, to, to discuss the $47 in best ball winnings that I had this year, but apparently no one wants to talk about that. I don't know why. Oh, boy. You're a 47-year-old. You're a 47-year-old. What I was trying to say a millionaire, but like a 47. Yeah, I can't, yeah. I really hard to say, yeah. I don't know. I screwed that. Dollar I, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we're going to workshop that. Yeah. Congratulations, both you and Pat Crane in plus money in best ball this year. <laughs> um, you know, whatever. We don't need to really get into the details. Right. Denny, uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk fantasy, Denny. And by fantasy, I don't mean Matthew Berry's fantasies of you and Hakkasan brewing coffee in the back. I'm talking about <laughs> with, with the football off. fantasy. Uh, so, yeah. Can you just give us an overview, I guess, of just, you know, conceptually how you approach playoff fantasy, any kind of guiding theories that you have? Yeah, I mean, I try to differentiate as much as as much as I can and try to, you know, kind of look at the players that will be massively used across, you know, whether it's a big tournament or a small group, whatever it is, and try and try to get some differentiation. I think you'll see that in in my roster. And obviously, you have to eventually take some shots on teams that are underdogs going into this thing, underdogs on wildcard weekend. Uh, and decide to go in on those players to and and benefit from them advancing a game or two or maybe even three. Uh, that makes all the difference in these playoff leagues. I would agree, and I also think just to that point, I think it's important, obviously, to know the size of the contest you're in. Right. Is it like you know, is it 15 buddies from work, or is it you know 5,000 people that are entering like some high stakes? contest the kind of contest that pat crane wins and that you do not like just to, <laughs> just to sort of give an example right it just kind of depends on on what you're entering here so and obviously you know one of the things we talked about denny before we joined the show was just there's just a simple exercise of like how do i think the playoffs play out you sort of yeah. just have to kind of do that math go through game by game this is what i think happens and then you fill up your lineup accordingly we asked you at the very top of the show uh, we asked everyone to fill out a roster by these rules. You had to fill out 14 players, one from each playoff team. There were two players that you could double up, four running backs, four wide receivers, four flexes, two QBs, a tight end, and a defense. 
PPR scoring. And here, Denny, is your roster. You want to take us through this. You start with Hurts and Allen, a quarterback, obviously. That's what you're thinking the Super Bowl is? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's my thinking uh, there. I I stacked Allen with Stefan Diggs because, really, with Josh Allen's rushing and um, the the lack of other reliable options for the, in the Buffalo passing game, you, Stephen Diggs sees so much of the target share, so much of the air yard share that if Josh Allen's going to go off in these coming two, three, four games, whatever it is, then Diggs is going to follow along. Diggs, Diggs is also going to have blow up performances uh, in that stretch. So I, I went in on that on that stack. I took Hertz alone without a pass catcher for Philadelphia because he can get there by himself with with the rushing uh so that was my approach to uh quarterback for this tournament yeah so Denny I see that you doubled up on the Chiefs here and it doesn't include Patrick Mahomes you got Jared McKinnon in there what made you want to go Jared McKinnon over some of the other running backs that was available right so uh you know I went with McKinnon and Kelsey because uh, the, the the target uh, distribution has become narrowed somewhat in the Kansas City passing offense. And obviously, as the most pass-heavy team, uh, an offense that passes no matter what, even when they have the lead, thank goodness, uh, to have Patrick Mahomes' two most trusted pass catchers, especially in the short area stuff from McKinnon and then Kelsey in the middle of the field, I think that you you if you can combine those two, there's a lot of touchdown equity to go to go around for Kelsey and McKinnon Combined, it was hard to fade Mahomes, but I would get, I would benefit from his production with those two. I think. Yep, Denny, you've gone two tight ends in your team now. I think Travis Kelsey is probably going to be the first player picked for everyone who does this. But you're on Mark Andrews as well. Is that more about confidence in Mark Andrews or just lack of wanting anything to do with any other Raven? Yeah, uh, a little bit of both. You know, I mean, I know Mark Andrews has been like barely a tight end one uh, over the past six or eight weeks. It's been really tough for fantasy. Uh, This is assuming that the Ravens are are going to have Huntley back at least, maybe even Lamar. I'm not banking on it. But I think that they were being very careful with with Huntley, obviously, last week and starting Anthony Brown. Uh, Andrews is basically the Ravens like alpha wide receiver one. Um, he has a 32% air yard share, if I could get nerdy for a second, which is absurd for a tight end. It leads all tight ends by by a country mile. Uh, you know, this guy will uh, get a ton of opportunity if the Ravens are forced into a pass-heavy script against the Bengals. And I think they will be, as the Ravens are a pretty heavy underdogs, I think six and a half points right now. Uh, and and I think the Ravens will be forced to pass. That's great for Andrews. I think he'll get double-digit targets in this game. And if they move on, that's great for me. If not, I'm hoping to get one big game from Andrews. Yeah, I agree with you, by the way. I put Andrews in my – he was my choice from the Ravens, not because I wanted to use – I ended up going with Kelsey at my tight end position as well. And I think as I look at the rosters here on my sheet, like all of us here at the table did, we all went Kelsey at the tight end, which makes – I went Dobbins. Uh, well, yeah, but you went Kelsey as your tight end. Oh, you yes. You went Dobbins yes. as your one Ravens player. Right, we right, both right. Also, Oh, okay. So the three of us, Jay, myself, and Denny, all went double up on tight ends. We all played Kelsey – all of us played Kelsey at our tight end. The three of us chose Andrews as our Raven representative. You went Dobbins as well. But that was my thought process. Not that he's a tight end, but just he's their best offensive player. Who's the guy that's most likely to score a touchdown and have a good game uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals? Here's my roster, Denny. I don't know if it's got sent to you or if you can see it. See yeah. it, But I went, I went Mahomes and Allen at quarterback. Basically, I chose, I said, you know what, I want one quarterback, and obviously if, if the Bengals make it, I'm screwed here. <laughs> but I, my take is is I want one of these two guys in the Super Bowl. I want a Super Bowl quarterback. I'm not as convinced on the Eagles as you may be as well. I went with A.J. Brown for my Philadelphia representative. The other, So I, I doubled up on the Chiefs, as you did. I went Mahomes and Kelsey. You went McKinnon and Kelsey. We both, uh, but what I, what I did do is, is you talk about sort of differentiation and trying Mm -hmm. to like, uh, you know, zig where others may zag. I used the 49ers defense. I went McCaffrey and the 49ers as my team that doubled up because I think there's a good chance the Niners are the representative in the NFC and that you could get real points from the Niners throughout the playoffs. 
and obviously McCaffrey. And so, and I, I just yeah. don't think a lot of people are going to choose. Most people in these contests use the defense as kind of a, a throwaway, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. I, Dennis, <clears throat> Denny, I know you did that with the Jags. And so I thought that might be an interesting uh, area mm-hmm. to sort of try to gain an advantage. Yep. Well, well I, I do. I do think just quickly. I think I think the Jags have a pretty good chance uh, to put up some points against this Chargers offense. Now banged up offense, um, it, it'll be like you mentioned, Matthew, a hostile uh, a hostile situation environment for the Chargers. They're flying across country. We know that doesn't always work out for for West Coast teams. So I I do like the Jags, but I was trying so hard to get the 49ers into my lineup because that defense is elite. And if they go you know three four games, they're going to score a lot of points. Lawrence, let's take a look at your team um, quickly, and you can give us your thoughts what the toughest decisions were. Yeah, well, the tough decision for me was I I love Matthew's strategy of, you know, getting the Niners defense in there with McCaffrey. I threw away the defense. I'm going Seahawks right here. But where he was talking about zigging where others were zagging, I'm the only guy that got Joe Burrow here. So I'm, I'm picking the guy, you know, that was in the Super Bowl last year, and I'm doubling it up with his receiver. You know, so everybody will have either, you know, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. That's where I'm looking to win right there. I'm looking to get, you know, a touchdown out of J.K. Dobbins, you know, down there at the bottom. Tony Pollard, uh, if the if the Cowboys could win that game, you get two games out of him there. So I threw away the defense in hopes that adding more playmakers will uh, have me winning. You go with a Hurts-Brown stack along with your Burrow-Jamar Chase stack for the quarterback and wide receivers. Having four flexes in this format really opened some stuff up as well. So you went Tony Pollard at flex, but you could have gone CeeDee Lamb, which is what I did at the flex for my Cowboys position uh, as well. Dobbins is an interesting choice just because it's a a PPR format, so you're really banking on Dobbins scoring there. We all went Tyreek Hill. Denny, I know you went Jalen Waddle. Is that just a concern on on Hill's injury? I may swap out from Hill to yeah, Waddle later. Could, in the yeah, you, yeah. But Denny, yeah. was that was that was that your thought process there? Part, you know, partly, partly. Uh, but you know, over the final month of the regular season, Jalen Waddle actually led Tyreek Hill in yards per route run, receiving yards. He nearly equaled him in air yards uh, per target. Like I know a bunch of nerdy stuff, but like the underlying stats say that Jalen Waddle was getting a lot of opportunity relative to what he was seeing, you know, back in October, in November, and uh, in two games against this Bills defense this season, Jalen Waddle had seven catches for 216 yards. In week five, he accounted for over half of the Dolphins receiving yards. So they, the Dolphins see something in this Bills defense that lets them, you know, exploit Buffalo via Waddle. I, I kind of bank on that in, in the uh, wild card round. Which makes uh, makes total sense there, by the way. You went with the Jaguars defense. The rest of us all picked Travis Etienne as our Jaguars representative. Jay, let's take a look now at your roster uh, and, Denny, get your reactions as well to Jay Croucher, the minister of – what did we decide you? The minister the, of chaos? The merchant of chaos. The merchant of chaos. Now, look, I'm going to keep this short because I've got the exact same team as Matthews except I went with Kenneth Walker over Tyler Lockett. I just think that Ken Walker has a little bit more upside and the potential to, you know, have that 100-yard game and a touchdown, Denny. Yeah, you know, I mean, I guess Walker, people would fade Walker because it's such an ugly matchup, right, against San Francisco in the opening round. But, you know, he's a walking 75-yard touchdown waiting to happen. So he breaks off one of those in the wild card round and, you know, you're golden. So I, I do like that from a from a contrarian standpoint. Okay. Denny, thanks for coming on. We will leave it there. Thank you to you, to your robe. You can go plan your trip to Hakkasan, and we will speak to you soon. Yes. We're going to go to break. We'll be back after this. And just remember, you are only 1909000 and whatever, $63 worse than Pat Corain, whatever it is. So there you go. Appreciate you. Definitely did that off, but that's fine. Yeah, at CDCarter13 on Twitter. Give him a follow. Okay, let's take a look at the wildcard weekend lines from our friends at BetMGM. Lawrence, what's your favorite bet on the board? Give me the Jags, baby. It's a tight one, but give me the Jags and T-Law. Lawrence's do it better. Okay, my best bet on the board, Seattle Seahawks plus 10. Brock Purdy's first playoff game. Niners defense hasn't been as fierce, so I'll take the Seahawks to lose, but to keep it relatively close, plus 10. Matthew. Give me, give me the Jaguars to win outright. I want the Jaguars money line right here. So go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take their Swaguars, baby. 
I like him. I like it. Yeah, give me Doug Peterson over Brandon Staley. Yeah, that's fair. I'll Here's what I'm going to tell you. It is closing time, which means you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Maybe go to Hakkasan. That's still open. <laughs> yeah. For Lawrence Hawkeson. Jackson, Jake Croucher, and Denny Carter, I'm Matthew Berry. We'll see you back on Thursday. Peace out. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.